Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. The world needs you. You know what you need to do. Nothing good is born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. Hello, 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 and welcome to the spoiler cast of Wonder Woman 1984. I'm Adolf. I have with me New Jake. Hi, everybody. So, as we said before, this is a spoiler cast, and we're going to get right into it. Um, we're not going to, you know, get too... We're going to get into it, but we're not going to get, like, an hour-long podcast. We're just going to really get into the nitty-gritty. So, the movie starts here with a, a whole Olympic kind of scene with the games, and I wasn't really sure what the point of it was. <laughs> uh, I, it's just to, to, I guess, like, don't don't cheat, I guess. Like, don't cheat your way to the top. And they they didn't need to take ten or fifteen minutes to make that happen. <laughs> they could have cut that out. Yeah, it could have been really reduced. Um, and mm-hmm. they, they do have a it's an excuse to have young Wonder Woman, you know, uh, child Wonder Woman. I don't know if it's the same actress as it was in the first one. Oh yes, uh, she did all her own stunts too. Um, it was it's a cool scene. It just felt like it was like okay, cool. This is a way to introduce the gold um, uh, suit or whatever. Now, they didn't even need that. They could have done that with the flashback, which they did later in the movie. So the whole opening could have just been one or two minutes cut and dry. And, you know, we get to the scene where we're basically introducing the characters of, of Barbara Minerva, Kristen Wiig, and Max Lord. And you see Max Lord on TV, you know, hacking his, go- uh, his black gold and, uh, you know, trying to be a television star. And Barbara Minerva being super ner- nervous and mousy and... Um, she he fall you know accidentally meets uh, Dana Prince Wonder Woman and they find a relic and this relic is this um, crystal or something. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a wish stone or something they they call it. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but uh, wish stone. <laughs> yeah, Granger wish. And uh, we, we find out that this has Latin on there, and that and then eventually Wonder Woman does read that. Oh, it also has uh, the the symbol of the gods that somehow. Um, the god of lies uh, gave his powers and immued this stone with the ability to grant wishes. But it's like the monkey paw, which they actually reference monkey paw and say, you know, it, it does horrible things to people. You get your wish, but then you don't really like it. And so that's the crux of the story where this wishing stone is passed around and everyone gets a wish, including Wonder Woman which her wish is to bring back Steve Trevor. Yeah. Which um, he's reincarnated into someone else's body. Yeah, but like everybody else sees that guy, but she just sees him as Steve Trevor, which is very confusing. Um, yeah. I mean, we eventually get to see that scene where they, they reunite and he knows who she is and she knows who he is. But like, mm-hmm. you feel bad for this guy, whoever the hell this guy was, that <laughs> he Chris Pine's character took over, you know? Oh, yeah. And then what, what's going to happen is whenever uh, he leaves his body, it's what's going to happen to that guy. Is he going to know what's happened? Is he going to be like, 
where was I for the past three days or however long it took? It just yeah, very 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 strange. And Kristen Wiig and uh, Diana, uh, okay, Barbara Minerva and Diana Prince uh, actually have a decent friendship, and I actually th- think they have good chemistry on screen. Oh yeah, yeah, they do really well, and I've seen some of the behind the scenes stuff that they've recorded, and they had a blast. Uh, you know, their chemistry shows up on screen. I'm glad it does because it needs to work. And I do like her. I like, you know, Kristen Wiig overall as an actor. And I like this role. And Max Lord is struggling, you know, egomaniac kind of thing. But he has a family. He has a son. We don't see the mom in this movie at all. But the son is like a key thing. And it becomes kind of a trope where, oh, you got to do it for the son. Or you got to be good for the son. And... S- it does help with his humanity as a character, and I do appreciate that fact because most comic book movies, they don't give humanity to the villain. It really sucks. Yeah, and um, so they are without really – I mean, they read that it's a wish stone, but they don't know it actually gives them powers to just kind of playfully wish it, which I actually kind of bought. But I did kind of think the wish stone was a gimmick, and I'm, uh, it's very comic booky. Yeah, like it was a gimmick, but it was also had some weird things. It's like, do you have to say it out loud, or do you have to imagine it? Is it almost like a prayer? What? How does this work? And there was no concrete way because it kind of happened through all of those ways in the movie. Yeah, um, I mean, and then somewhere Maxwell Lord knows about this. And the movie starts off after the scene in Damascura. There's a mall chase scene where Wonder Woman is there and she stops the, the guys. And it's like, I mean, it's overkill. I mean, just some, you know, mall thugs. You know, Wonder Woman doesn't need to take care of that. <laughs> yeah, but I want to know how those mall thugs knew that there's a the hidden room with all those artifacts. And why would a mall jewelry store have said room with the mall, like the artifacts in the back room? That just seems really bad and cheesy and bad screenwriting i i don't like that part yeah it's just you know convenience sake and um you know we always have a back room or whatever and it's in the mall no one suspects it kind of thing <laughs> if, if it's if it's in the mall it's going to be a tiny storage room it's not going to be the, it wasn't a big warehouse but it wasn't going to be that roomy as it was portrayed in the film yeah um, because you know malls cost a lot of money <laughs> back in the eighties. Yeah, too. they they do. I mean, especially in Washington D.C., where you know, seat of power, it's probably going to be a lot of taxes and a lot of rent because it's a highly populated area. It's not going to be cheap. Anyway, um, so yeah, they steal the artifact, and you know, they all get the. We figure out that uh, Max Lord wants to donate a huge amount of money to the wing of the, uh, and she he wants to get this wish stone and. You know, Kristen Wiig wishes that she was stronger, and I, I genuinely believed this. You know, I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like she was being too weak. I think, you know, there were some scenes with her getting assaulted, and it made sense. And, you know, oh, yeah. it made sense to why she would want to wish this, and it didn't seem like she was a weak character. She's just mousy kind of character. A wallflower, and, yeah. Um, And Max Lord eventually gets it, and then he has in some ways a genius, some ways an evil. You would think he want to learn more about this thing before he wishes on it, but he wishes that he himself was it. Yeah, like uh and then he starts getting weaker as the movie progresses because it's taken away his health because he is the embodiment of the stone. So it's kinda of like basically um Jafar 
and you know yeah. him wishing that he was a, a a genie kind of thing where he that's where okay now he's the genie he has but he can't give people wishes but he can sort of but they have to wish upon him and it's like huh okay yeah i mean i know it's a comic book movie but it's really comic booky. <laughs> yeah, especially in the end, uh, where he's uh, broadcasting. It's like, but I thought you had to physically touch. And I know they explain like, oh, there's photons and stuff beaming out at you. But how does that work? <laughs> it just makes no sense. So um, after that, we learn that you know, there's during the party, Gal Gadot, Diana Prince, one woman meets up with Chris Pine, and then you know that he's in the other body and. Um, that somehow or another he's reincarnated, but not as a his own thing, which, you know, I would have preferred. I mean, I do like the eventual thing where she has to give him up, but mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred if he just reincarnated into his own person. Yeah, yeah. That would have made more sense instead of the soul inhabiting another body. Yeah. They, they could have did that better. And, you know, it, the, it could have been much more powerful and harder but it yes. would have it would have been better if Chris Pine, if she ever doubts to him and doesn't want him to be around, he starts to die. And basically, you know, I think that sounds horrible, but it's also a way to really affect, you know, better narrative of the story. Um, right. So there's a scene eventually where Diana Prince does have to leave Chris Pine to regain her powers because her powers are, are sapped away. That's the punishment to bring him back. So, mm-hmm. um, if he would have died again, which we, you see off screen, you know, that he, she had to leave him behind and she runs and it was a powerful scene. Um, yeah, but it was kind of alluding, like whenever they was back in the apartment and he was like, you, you got to renounce your wish, uh, because you need your powers. And she's like, no. And he kept on looking out the window for her apartment. I figured he was going to commit suicide or something, which would have been more impactful, I feel, but they didn't do that. It was kind of. Yeah, I would have preferred they yeah, didn't do that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to show the body, but I mean, they could have been like, oh, he's jumped out the window. But yeah, I get it. I get why they did it. And um, so after that, uh, Max Lord starts going around and like wishing, people start wishing on him and then he becomes successful and then he goes to Egypt and then he, you know, gives the Egyptian king or something the power to take his land back. And then they have a, a fight scene, um, and um, I, there's some pretty cool stuff they do with the whip. I think. Oh yeah, I love that fight scene with the the tanks and everything. It was really cool. And uh, you know, Wonder Woman saving the kids at the end, I think, was cool. And like, you know, don't play the street kids. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, their parents are right there. They should tell them, "Come on, get out of the street." But they just let them play. I mean, it's comic booky to to a fault, and um, so we get to eventually. You know, they learn. Okay, this is what happened, and then Kristen, you know, Barbara Minerva eventually starts gaining more powers. Like she starts gaining the strength and agility, where she always fall down wearing high heels. Now she's really agile, and toward the end of the movie, she becomes a cheetah. But it was really kind of a um stretch like i felt like that was that part was like come on really that that's how it's gonna do it yeah it's like she literally became what she wished for with the apex predator and it looked not good but it's not as bad as like 
the Rhino from Amazing Spider-Man Two or the Electro from that movie. It just it was eh. Yeah, they kept that whole scene in the dark with them like knitted scenes here and there, um, mm-hmm. but it's just like you never get like a full on scene of her in the daylight with the full on makeup and. It seemed like to the end she gave it up relatively quickly after she gained it, which is kind of disappointing in one way that um because the cheetah is a legitimate villain to her Wonder Woman in the comics, yeah. And, and you know the the way the the comic book version of Cheetah exists, you know, there are certain versions of him being really sexist and garbage. You know that mm-hmm. she you know wasn't a virgin, so she cursed to have the powers of a cheetah or some shit like that. But um, yeah. Still, it's a little bit weird to take away this villain, and you know Max Lord slowly but surely getting everyone to wish, and then he gets to talk to the the president, and then he gets to have this whole thing with the president taking away the uh, the emergency broadcast, and everyone wishing upon him, and having like him. And it's just like, come on, guys, this is getting out of hand. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was part of the point, but it's also kind of this is kind of getting ridiculous, guys. Um, so that was kind of really turning me off. And then at the end, how it resolved just did not feel right either. Yeah. I like the character, the evil characters get away scot-free and I hated that. Yeah. Cheetah, um, goes back to being human and she doesn't really learn anything. She knows that. Um, and then I guess Max Lord, you know, gets to have his kid back, but he doesn't, you know, I don't know what really happens with that. And, I mean, during this time in between, you know, Chris Pine she, uh, does teach Diana how to fly. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm keeping the names and the characters mixed up. Um, That's all right. So they do have a really cool scene with um, the jet and that she remembers that she could do a spell to make her jet invisible, which is, you know, a nod to the invisible jet in Wonder Woman. Yeah. But it just it felt like too convenient and fan servicey at that point. Yeah, I was like, why the hell she didn't do this in World War One? <laughs> yeah, it's like, but she it's like, well, I only did it once, and I lost my coffee cup, and never did it again. And then she could finally make a plane invisible, which <laughs> that's a huge stretch. I mean, I would have rather have had that scene in the movie than the scene with the beginning Olympics or whatever. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I would have loved to have seen like her kind of training or keeping up like which they kind of do with the saving random people on the streets of washington dc then the mall scene but i don't know it just it needed more lead up to where she is now instead of just like a sudden shift to 1984 yeah and we have no idea why she'd set up world war ii or <laughs> what she was doing in, <laughs> in that time <laughs> well there there is a picture that you see of where she was at uh I don't know if it was Auschwitz or something like that, but she was at an internment camp and I guess she liberated it, but it kind of, you know, too little too late there, but. And it's, it's weird because like, do people know she's Wonder Woman? Do people know what the hell she is? Because she, all the stuff she did was in broad daylight in front of tons of people. You know, I think oh, yeah. she, she broke some cameras, but so what? I mean, that people know who she is and know this beautiful woman in this colorful outfit is helping people, you know. And she, she looks exactly the same as she does as her uh, alter ego, Diana Prince. So, yeah, I mean, people started to know who she is. <laughs> yeah, um, they didn't even try that. Um, and it, it just kind of is so cheesy toward the end and it's so out there. And um, the resolution just kind of 
falls apart for me. I was just like, come on, really? And like she's the, her the the, I liked that she learned how to fly. Uh, that was cool. I liked yeah. that, you know, I liked a lot of parts of this movie. I liked the action scenes a lot. There was not enough of them, like you said. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's just it kind of just it feels like it should be better. And the the wishing aspect, yeah. it just is so corny. It's so comic booky, and it it feels out of place. Like it feels like we've had a lot of movies that happen to be comic book movies. This is a comic book movie through and through, which is not a, necessarily a bad thing. It just it feels gimmicky. It feels cheap. It doesn't feel you know. It doesn't have the same kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe feeling, or right. even. You know, without comparing to the first one, it, it doesn't feel as authentic as the first one was either. It feels like this would have been at perfect at home if it came out in the mid to late 90s. Like, it would have been perfect in 1997. Yeah. And, you know, I do like certain parts of the movie, but there's so much cornball stuff that I just can't stand. So, mm-hmm. same. Um. So, yeah, I'm disappointed, but I don't hate this movie. I just... It was fine. Um, I liked it enough. It's just too long. It's, it feels two hour. It feels forty five minutes too long. And mm-hmm. um, I gave it a six. And again, your score. Uh, I gave it a six. I wanted to give it a seven, but more I thought it over, more I chewed over. I had to push it down to a six. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in later reflection, maybe it'll be better. But as of now, solid six. There is kind of a nice kind of gesture to the end. Where they did say, "Oh, this is what everyone wishes, but no one really wants what they wish," and it kind of has like an inspirational message, which I kind of liked. It was kind of helpful for twenty twenty, but I also kind of felt mm-hmm. felt a little tacked on. Yeah, a little hammy, a little corny. And then we do get a, a mid credit scene. Did you see this? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, with the original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. Um, and she's playing the, the role of Asteria or something? Yeah, uh, Asteria. And um, I, think, I, I think it's the original warrior who wore the gold armor who they had to leave behind to defend uh, Themyscira. And I guess she still survived and uh, is walking the earth. Yeah, it, it, there's there's a lot of uh, plot holes here. A lot of things that oh, you, could, yeah. you could think, okay, sure, Wonder Woman. Um, does she, why does she need to use her whip to fly? Uh, uh, you know, at first she does, but then she learns how to not to, but you know, you'd think some of this would be in the training. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, perfect. Uh, I mean, it, it should have been in the training, but <sighs> I don't know why they didn't do this. There's so many issues. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us. Bye. Bye everybody. But wait, there's more. So, we got Classic Jake here. He came on to the call for uh, his thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. So, Classic Jake, what are your thoughts? Full-on spoilers. Uh, I thought this was uh, Patty Jenkins had directed the best Hallmark Christmas movie ever. Okay. So, what do you like about it? What do you, don't you like about it? Uh, I thought uh, this was, uh, movie-wise, I thought this was a better story than the first one had a much better uh third act uh but having said all that i didn't like it as much as the first movie part of it is there were so many 
things that just didn't mesh together. I felt like I was watching two separate movies that didn't quite intertwine. Okay. But having said that, I thought they were two very good movies. Of course, technically three, because the very, very end was obviously tacked on. But it was such a nice thing to kind of... Feel good about. Deal with... Yeah, and also deal with the creepiness of the whole Steve Trevor return. So that Steve Trevor thing, it really bothered me and New Jake. That it's like, you can't, you can't reincarnate. He can't just be himself. He has to re take someone else's body. That's just like, come on, man. Yeah. So basically, Diane raped this guy. <laughs> oh, we didn't even mention that in in our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to go that dark. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, she's nice to him. She's, uh, well, let's just say, um, she has a, she's coming from an advantage of knowing this guy better than he knows her. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm wondering if this guy is supposed to be Nemesis, who's another romantic figure in Wonder Woman, when they have the times when they don't have her with Steve Trevor in the various... And, of course, the the one really uh, flamboyant little girl, I wonder if that's going to be Star Blossom in the future. Uh, the one at the mall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We did get confirmation right now, today, uh, breaking news that Wonder Woman 3 has been approved by Warner Brothers. Patty Jenkins will return. And yes. um, it is being fast-tracked because contractually obligated uh, Gal Gadot was uh, done with Wonder Woman because they had three movies, which is Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, or four movies, uh, Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. So they didn't have any other contract. And Patty Jenkins said that she did, wouldn't want to, or Gal Gadot said she didn't want to do it without Patty. So that's... Um, that's great news. Yeah, that's great news. Um, now, I kind of feel like this movie is getting tore up online. I don't know if you've seen any of this, Classic Jake, or not. Uh, this movie's getting tore up like World War Z did for the same reasons. Uh, it's unfair. Yeah, people don't like the politics of it. Uh, do I agree with it? Uh, oh, no. Uh, there was a few times watching this movie I felt like going, excuse me, I'm not a rapist. I've never raped anybody. Uh, <laughs> I kind of felt like all men were being treated almost like rapists. A few times, uh, eh. but I got over it real quick. One of the things that really this the way this script handled, I mean, this movie is like one third Wonder Woman, one third Steve Trevor, and one third Maxwell Lord, but it still manages to be a hundred percent a Wonder Woman movie. It's about Wonder Woman. Uh, I kept thinking, you know, this is what Captain Marvel should have done instead of becoming the um, movie uh, that's primarily about uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, it was like that was a hidden Nick Fury origin story. Exactly. Uh, this movie was, uh, I mean, Pedro Pascal was amazing as Maxwell Lord. And I joked <laughs> with, with, I thought he was amazing. Uh, and uh, I thought, I said, no, this guy isn't Donald Trump, because Donald Trump, Wonder Woman would have had to have killed him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maxwell, 
like Maxwell Lord in the comics. She would have had to have snapped his neck because he would have never changed. He would have never grown. Well, uh, Maxwell Lord had that humanity, though, with his child. Uh, and he, he always retained that even when he became the stone. Uh-huh. Because he was disappointed in himself every time he did something that drove his son away. Oh, yeah. So his, his son was the most important part. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did like the son did wish that he took got all his goodness out and that every then and everything else unleashed. I think that was kind of a corny thing, but I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they needed to explain how some of the things worked because you had. I mean, you had to work so hard to figure stuff out. It should have been laid out for you, like how the wishes worked. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you think of the length of this movie, Classic Jake? Uh, it flew by for me. It didn't drag. Oh, wow. Uh, it, not, uh, not our experience at all. <laughs> We're like, this feels like two and a half hours. Uh-huh. It didn't drag for me. Uh, I mean, it wasn't wasted time. It was just, you felt it. <laughs> what score would you give it, Classic Jake? Uh, I'd give it an eight. Wow. So we're we're down in sixth territory, mm-hmm. both of us. A lot of it is a third act for me. And, and like a higher score or a lower score? I was thinking, I was in the sevens until the third act. Oh, okay. Uh, and I really liked the beginning uh, because it showed that Diane uh, grew. I mean, she started out as, well, I didn't necessarily see that she cheated, but she didn't follow the rules. Like, she didn't hit her target when she took the shortcut, which is why I think she was disqualified. But she learned that you have to, you, there's certain things you just have to do. You can't cheat. Mm-hmm. And another thing I really liked about this movie, it really showed how dark and bad, because I'm really sick of how people are saying how great the 80s were. Yeah. And the 80s, uh, Reaganomics really screwed this country up, and we're really paying the price now. Yeah, I mean, the, the con- total control of su- uh, consumerism, the, the, where, you know, if you're not rich, you're not a good person, you know, just mm-hmm. started in the 80s, and, you know, it's like, hey, it's not your fault. It's not everyone's fault that they're not poor, or they're poor. It's not a life choice. It's, sometimes you just can't, you know... It, it... Yeah, when I this mean, it... movie took place, this was the last time that somebody could have a minimum wage job and afford an apartment and afford to put themselves through college. Right. You can't do that now. In fact, these days, the only way you can make it is basically by cheating. Yeah. Honest, the honest pathway has been eliminated. So, um, I I said this before and I'll say it again. I felt disappointed by this movie, and now people on the internet consider disappointment equal failure, which I disagree with the idea because it doesn't mean, oh, well, I was disappointed, that means it sucks. No, it doesn't mean that. It does. It means that you're disappointed. It, it's fine. You have something you like and just still disappointed. Um, do you feel disappointed by this movie or no? No. I mean, there were some, uh, I mean, I wish Hans Zimmer wouldn't have recycled his score from the first one so much. I would have liked to do the first score. Oh, whoever did the, it was okay. The music, there was so much music recycled from the first movie. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, the theme still kicks ass though. I love the Wonder Woman theme. Mm -hmm. And I know, and I got a hoot out of watching her swing from lightning. Yes. (laughs) Great scene. (laughs) Was that cool in 3D? I would have loved to have seen this in 3D. Oh, it was great. 
and I and I bought yes, and my eyes rolled over the magic trick, making the plane invisible. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we got a yeah. payoff about the coffee cup. Yes, I wanted a payoff for the coffee cup. Now, did did you think that they did the eighties? really good here in the movie or do you think it was just underwhelming like i thought it was they this was this is probably one of the most realistic depictions of the 80s i've ever seen in a modern movie because the 80s weren't everybody didn't have memphis bright colored stuff i mean this was pretty much the architect there was a there were subtle they had the cheap art deco ish stuff like the 80s had a lot of because there were 30s revival there was a 30s were real popular in the 80s so there was a lot of faux art deco stuff and a lot of brass and right and clean lines like the mall that was what a mall looked like in the 80s oh yeah now the president here is that supposed to be reagan because that's a really bad (laughs) reagan (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they was, mentioned Star Wars and stuff. This was second term Reagan with Alzheimer's. <laughs> it just didn't have anything of the Reaganness. I, I felt like it was like okay, just a generic president. It wasn't like Reagan uh, to me. This yeah. was really? this was not the image of Reagan. This was the rumored version of Reagan that they that they didn't let people see. Because I mean, the rumor is that his Alzheimer's by this time was so bad they were really controlling him in public. Yeah. Um, I have no idea if that's true or not, but that's what I thought they were going for to make him look like the stumble bum that somebody who was in the later stages of Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't know if it was fair or not, but it's it is what it is. Now, classic chick, what you thought of Barbara Minerva? Uh, compared to the source material, awesome. Because the source material is problematic at best. I mean, it's slut-shaming to the nth degree. Uh, I thought Kristen Wiig did a lot with this. Uh, sure, it's a trope. You know, the the nerdy looking person that nobody pays attention to and then all of a sudden becomes sexy and powerful oh the she's all that syndrome <laughs> yeah exactly take but off the glasses thought, and you're instantly hot <laughs> uh-huh. and uh and uh whoever did the effects for this should go fix cats <laughs> no there's a there's an issue that i had with the effects was Whenever she was running through the streets of Washington D.C. near the end, before she got to uh, the the start of the third act, uh, whenever she's running and uh, lasses up the clouds, you know, to fly, her uh-huh. feet didn't touch the ground. It looked awful. That's the only real complaint I have with the CGI in this film. Okay, it's probably something I would have picked up if I'd seen it on a big screen instead of a <laughs> television screen. Oh yeah, uh, it's there. So if you happen to see it again uh, in a theater uh- or if you get the Blu-ray on a TV, you know, just uh, pay attention to that scene because it's she looks like she's floating almost. Ah, okay. I will. I will keep an eye out. I All mean, right. some of the, I mean, some of the stuff. I mean, there were some CGI that was weak. I will be the first to admit that because uh, some of the stuff in the battle when they were having the intro when they were jumping in the uh, uh, the little Olympics they were having didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, I bet you in 3D this would look fine. 
Yeah, it looks fine. Because <laughs> it would, because it would, because it would fuzz over some of the stuff. Yeah, because a lot of filmmakers <laughs> use film grain and and type and lighting and stuff to cover sins. Right. But this made me all the more want to see what Patty Jenkins' original third act in the first Wonder Woman was. Yeah. What'd you think of the actual final version of Cheetah? I had no problem with it. She said she wanted to be an apex predator. I mean, me, if I'd made that wish, I would have been, I would have been King Shark, but that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm supposed to be in the Suicide Squad coming out in August, so keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm, Yeah, King Shark was on Flash, and King Shark was on uh, the Harley Quinn show. I've never seen any one of those, so I'll have to watch those at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Taika Waititi is going to be King Shark in the Suicide Squad movie. Which (laughs) will be very interesting. Yeah, that'll be awesome. A laid-back shark. Yeah. Uh, A a laid-back shark from uh, New Zealand. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm Cork Shark. I mean King Shark. (laughs) Yeah. And polite, excuse me. I'm very, very polite. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I don't want to intrude, but I am a shock, you know, (laughs) probably something like that. (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm very, I'm very hungry, but I don't particularly care for meat, but I'll make an exception for you. You know, just kind of something (laughs) New Zealander like that. (laughs) Um, so I, I I wasn't a big fan of how she looked. I, I think she looked okay. And not terrible, terrible, but I also feel like they just kind of cheapened out and didn't like actually really get to yeah. see her. Yeah, the darkness covered the the crappy CGI, potentially crappy CGI. Yeah, at least they didn't go with comic book version, which was a uh, a woman in a in a cheetah uh, skin. Yeah, that's all she was. It was like uh, she just wanted to dress up like a cheetah and became a cheetah. I guess. Yeah. Now, like, I, I do feel bad that like. Her villains are, are gone. Basically, Max Lord, I guess, became a better person at the end, and Cheetah's not really Cheetah anymore. Um, I, I, there's no real villains left for for her, I guess. Other woman's got. See, there's other villains. Um, I mean, she, she could fight other rogues from the other DC universe if she wanted to. You know, to yeah, really get that crowd over. And, and I think they're setting up something with the. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember the name because Lyndia. Yeah, Asteria, because, I yeah. mean, she beat Cheetah wearing Asteria's armor. Yes. And that's just badass when she was flying with it. Oh, uh, what did you think about uh, Asteria uh, with Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, being her in the film, you know? What did you think about it? Why not? Yeah. Linda Carter still look. she has the looks. Oh, uh, yeah, she's so beautiful. <laughs> she's got the acting chops. She can do yeah. it. She's in the third movie. Yeah. And I hope they have Artemis uh, in in the third movie. Uh, there's also the, there's, mm-hmm, I mean, there's other one. There's still some other Wonder. Heck, I would love to see Catwoman. <laughs> I mean, with the uh, I don't know if the Batman is going to be uh, part of the DCEU, but I would love to see Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman mm-hmm. uh, in a Wonder Woman film. I think that would be yes. really amazing. <laughs> There was some great. There was because my favorite era of Wonder Woman comics is when she lost her powers, right? And when and I used to I refer to it as the Diana Rigg years, because she was obviously so patterned after Diana Rigg's uh, run. Oh, from uh, the uh, like the James Bond film, yeah. And 
Yeah, and she was in the TV show with you know Pete. You know when she was Emma Peel. Right. Mm-hmm. And that would be great to reference era of Wonder Woman to reference. Oh, they might and, do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's Nemesis, who was uh, not really a bad guy, but kind of a government agent that worked with her. That was during the time because uh, Steve Trevor was one of those characters. They were constantly. I think he was killed off more times than even Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> now, I kind of I kind of looked it up that um, Maxwell Lord isn't really exactly the same as he was in the comics because he kind of looked like he was a spy or a soldier at one point. Uh, he was, uh, he, Maxwell Lord was created by Keith Giffen and trying to remember the artist. Was it McGuire, uh, for justice league international. And he was, uh, a meta that could, uh, he had the power to, to force suggestions on people. Okay, so he was actually had metahuman abilities, but in the uh, film it just he got sort of metahuman with the the wishing. But yeah, okay, I guess that's kind of accurate after all. Sort of, maybe. It's close. And they gave him a, a you know, and they gave him a more interesting backstory and had him tie closer into Trump. Uh, yeah, Keith Giffen couldn't go as far with the Trump as he wanted to because DC right. was worried. <laughs> He's a rich billionaire. What can he do? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were worried about him suing him. <laughs> now, classic Jake, what did you think of the whole wishing stone part? Uh, they didn't. They had the the explanation for it. You had to spend so much mental energy figuring it out because it was so garbled. The explanation. That's the one thing that that was to me that really hurt this movie. <laughs> That's to fair. Me, it it because it was like it was very confusing, you know, because you understood him given the wishes, but take but the payment wasn't really spelled out, and by the time it was spelled out, it felt a little ex machia. Yeah, it, it kind of just bothered me because it was like, huh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it fit in the context of the film a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it could have been better fleshed out. Yeah, it kind of summed up the whole thing about the 80s. It was like, yeah, greed is good. No, it yeah. isn't. Yeah, I mean, that because I know that Pedro Pascal was inspired by Gordon Gecko. Uh-huh. But, yeah, but he didn't go full board Gordon, Gordon Gecko here, so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think it would have worked a little bit better if um, Cheetah, like, her wish didn't go away. Like her, her, like it was after the wishes that were after that with um, Max Lord were were gone after Max Lord took it because he became the power or whatever. But if the you know Cheetah became Cheetah, and that is the you know her curse for the rest of her life. I think she would still have the power. She would still have the abilities, but you know that is the curse. I think that would have been a stronger way than. Okay, everything's reset. Well, we don't yeah. know for sure because they left some things very ambiguous. Like, like is how, Maxwell like, Lord going to go to jail? <laughs> yeah, is Maxwell Lord, uh, even though his wish is gone, he renounced his wish. He became the Wish Stone. Yeah. So, so is he still the Wishing Stone, even though he renounced? Is he, he going to reappear and do more havoc? What's going to happen? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, did the is the wishing stone back? Uh, I know it was killing him. So is it going to kill him potentially? And he got one last hug before he passed away. I mean, yeah. There's who knows. Yeah, and uh, uh, is Steve going to be in the third one? Are they going to? Or is uh, Diane going to find a Lazarus pit and just? Toss a body in there and bring Steve. Probably, back. or or maybe they'll do the thing from BVS where they just throw him into the the Krypton ship pool and they just recreate Steve Trevor, but with Doomsday capabilities. <laughs> or is the or is this something going to happen in Flashpoint? Yeah. Oh, that would be great. You know, have a Flashpoint storyline, like maybe have an mm-hmm. alternate universe where he doesn't die, and it's like, Steve, mm-hmm. you don't have to do this. Just jump oh, out. Oh, I, I want the Flashpoint to happen so bad. I want to see Aquaman marry Wonder Woman and then Wonder Woman cut off Mara's head and stick it on a pole. I mean, wouldn't you want to see Gal Gadot decapitate Amber Heard and stick her head on a pole? Who are you, Amber Turd? <laughs> I'm sure Johnny Depp would pay good money for that. Oh, yeah. I'll give you my $10 million paycheck to do this. Here you go. <laughs> now, the. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. How about Max Lord does die, but he comes back as Solomon Grundy? Ooh, that's an idea. That could be, that could be, that could be interesting. Or, or what if the son becomes Solomon Grundy by some happenstance? Just an idea. Just an idea. Um, yeah, we didn't really like it that much, Classic Chick. I yeah, mean, sorry. I, I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it so bad. I was like playing with a seven in my mind, and I couldn't. I couldn't swallow it. So I, I had to go down to a six, and it was just like, damn it! You know, I wish it was a better movie. I wish it was not shorter and tighter. You know. Yeah. Now, uh, I did say that if you watch it in 3D, it does up it a full notch to make it a good 7 for me. Well, I understand what you're saying, but I kind of right. feel like it shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. this wouldn't be a great show if we all agreed all the time. No, I mean, it's great to have differences, but yeah. I mean, like, I, I hated Gemini Man, and apparently y'all loved it more than I did, so yeah. I felt like the odd man out. <laughs> and uh, we got and, and we guys liked... Uh, we liked Dark Phoenix more than this seems like the rest of the world. <laughs> oh, I love Dark Phoenix for what it is. I mean, it's not a great film, but uh, I thought it was a hell of a lot better than Apocalypse and uh, yeah. Origins Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, so, so I don't understand. So I don't understand the hate they people have for it. I mean, I thought this was good. I thought it was a decent movie. It it moved for me, uh, and I think a lot of it was because. Uh, I think one of the things that put me over the top with it was its uh, its realistic depiction of the 80s. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, maybe in future viewings, uh, it'll probably grow on me. I'll like it. Maybe the story beats will connect more. And But mm-hmm. as is, just 24 hours past watching it, it's just a solid six. It's mm-hmm. above a- slightly above average, but it's not as what mm-hmm. I wanted. You know, if it wasn't for the cinematography, I probably would have given it a seven. Yeah, now like the three D uh, would have bumped it up if you could have seen it. it. Probably would have bumped yours up to a nine. But like I'd uh, probably Adolf says, I still think I would have uh, knocked enough points off some of it for some of the stuff with the the like I said, this was like two movies jammed into one, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really like, mesh really well. Mm-hmm. Which is 
But I thought the cinematography was worth what. I, and I also really like the relationship of Steve and Diane. I mean, you normally don't oh, yeah. see adult relationships like this in a comic book movie. No, their their chemistry is fantastic, and yeah. what they do with it is great. That's the mm-hmm. best parts of the movie. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and all while watching this movie, I said, man, uh, I wish Captain Marvel was like this. Yeah, this Captain is Marvel is not good, but it had a better, I think, a feeling of the period that it was set in with the 90s, but it's just not a great movie. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, in this movie, maybe I actually get the evil god out of the crystal or something. That could have worked a bit all better than it, his powers were input into the crystal. It just, maybe that, I don't know, something about it just didn't rub me the wrong way. Like, this could have been also a, a vehicle to make more of these villains like Giganta or something. You know, it, it, having that crystal be a curse and, I don't know, it, the ending just felt so weird. Like, I liked the message, but I also didn't like okay, now everyone's going to give up their wish and, you know, gotta be some people that don't give up the wish, you know? I don't know. It just gave me a bad taste in my mouth. It, it, it wrapped up too nicely, too perfectly. Yeah. Well, I saw it as she was doing that because, see, if people had did that in the 80s, uh, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in today because this movie very much realized that the greed of the 80s is what's poisoned to this country. Going back to Wonder Woman 84, um, anything else, any final things you want to mention, Classic Jake? No, I thought it was a worthwhile movie. Uh, your mileage may vary on how much you like it. All right, new Jake? Uh, I mean, my, my thoughts were perfectly stated in the previous one that we did, but it, it may grow on you. But, I mean, for right now, it, it is a 6 out of 10 movie. It's it's just slightly above average. It didn't really exactly work for me. Yeah, I agree with you, and you know, I'm not because I'm a guy that hates women or anything. I just, I wish it was a better movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, same here. It just a lot of parts fall apart for me, and I feel like it, it could have been better. And I, I'm disappointed, but it doesn't mean I hate it. You know? No, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not Gal Gadot's fault because she was perfect. She's even better here than she was in the first movie. It's just. The story didn't work for our needs or her needs. Yeah, I just think they had this was a screenplay failure. Yes. Yeah, it, it doesn't deserve the hate that's getting right now on critics and and review sites and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, same here. <laughs> they just they just want to hate on something because it's, it's the only thing they have to hate. It's I guess. a cool thing to hate on. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, we'll be out of here. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D, Mr. Bengal5, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.